Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Edwin. And I'm Sam. For the past seven days, I have selected a game for Edwin. I have carefully assembled a game for Edwin. Oh boy. I did not assemble this game for Edwin, but the game that we've selected is Assemble with Care from Us Two Games. Mm. Or as I like to call it, I Fix It, the game. (laughs) (laughs) Assemble with Care is the latest game from Us Two, which is a design studio... Yeah, that has a little offshoot that makes games. You might have heard them from a little game called Monument Valley and Monument Valley Two. Valley Harder. This is <laughs> this is the same uh, studio uh, that now have decided not to do Monument Valley Three, but rather a totally different take on games. A delightful little game where you are a fixer. I don't know if the name of this fixer has actually been said. It's you, Sam. It's me, Sam. And you uh, are a character that has just arrived in this new town of Bello Riva. Bello Riva. And you are set to discover what fix-it problems that the town might have and also repair yourself in the process. Let me read you the description. (laughs) No, please do. Assemble with care. A story in 12 objects. (laughs) Which, as I said last week... I find incredibly irritating for reasons I can't really (laughs) express. From the studio that brought you Monument Valley comes a story about taking things apart and putting ourselves back together. (laughs) Edwin is eye rolling so hard right now. Oh, it's Maria. Okay. When Maria, a globe trotting antique restore arrives in the sun soaked town of Bella Riva, she has no idea just how broken it will turn out to be. She wants nothing more than to help the town's inhabitants save their most beloved positions possessions not but possessions when, really yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when it's their personal lives that are starting to fracture she'll need to find a way to hold them together one spare screw at a time you look like you're in pain <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> it's very earnest i just i think that's the one thing that i find difficult to deal with is earnestness like it is so earnest i feel like there is a fine line between things being genuine and honest yes and things being heavy-handed and overly dramatic. Uh, but I think that line for you shifts. I think that's probably very true. Especially when it comes to like TV shows or movies. Uh, but when it comes to games, it's a, pretty, it's a pretty a rigid line. It's a very fine line that I can't seem to get your feet you can't on. Pr- can't predict where. Yeah. I like, think of I a game that did it well or a game that I didn't get mad at like like what was a story that you really appreciated that you thought was like oh yeah like that game story was really nice i lost my sister what's the game with the <laughs> i forget what it was called what was it called um my brother ate my pudding brother ate my pudding that was good uh the gardens between perhaps yeah the gardens between had like a good thing there was like no dialogue in it but it was very dramatic right i mean sam globe trotting antique repairer <laughs> What is that? I mean, isn't that what millennial really wants to do? I think that's you're right. This is just dripping with millennial goo. <laughs> I mean, the everything whole, about it is like, oh, the, remember cassette? Oh my god! Anyway, the whole yes. app is like the millennial pink. Right. This is just like a millennial wet dream captured <laughs> and put into a app. So anyway. let's let's describe the game a little bit. The game is broken up into chapters that are associated with the objects into. Well, 12 chapters. 
And there's like an audio narrative set to it, but also that, like, like you said, it does feel like a book because you start off with text that almost seems like it's formatted very nicely. Like it's very well designed. So it's like chapter one, right? Like, uh, you arrive at the town and then there's like a nice narration of Maria speaking her thoughts. Well, there is a narration. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we should talk about the headphones thing. Can they do it? Okay, I have mixed feelings about this. So in the beginning, before you actually start the game, uh, there's like a nice little screen that says Us 2 Presents. And then, uh, or maybe it's even before that when you first start up the game, there's like a little cassette. You have to drag the cassette into the Walkman. Mm. And then you have to plug in the headphone jack into the Walkman. (laughs) And then you have have to call it Walk Person nowadays, (laughs) because we are very wide awoke. (laughs) And you have to play. Uh, you have to press the play button. And when it does, it has like this really nice, or I think it's nice, uh, introduction that most games do very obnoxiously. But I thought this was a nice touch where it says your default best experienced with headphones. Yes. <laughs> which I thought was really good because it gives you like an introduction of the game mechanics. Uh, it has an introduction of the game style, which is like the nice graphics. Like yeah, nice- it's very nicely rendered 3D mm-hmm. in a pleasing way. Yeah. But I still have issue with the phrasing that seems to be the default phrasing now for game developers. Right. Best enjoyed with headphones. Well, hello, I'm Edwin. I do not think it is best for me to enjoy this with headphones. I would rather have another podcast going in the background or listen to some music. I would like to suggest that we rephrase this universal phrase to be more like designed for headphones or, you know, optimized for headphones. Yes. Suggested use please use headphones mm. or something like that rather than telling me is it best because you know what? It was not best. In fact, I enjoyed it more when I turned off headphones. <laughs> right. So for me, it's best without headphones. My other requirement is if your game has any screen that says best experienced with headphones, be mindful about the dual track stuff where if you're listening to music, don't shut off the music, right? Mm-hmm. That immediately makes me not want to experience your sound experience. I feel like a lot of apps, By like grabbing the audio um, right. session going, ah, oh, we've got it now. Yeah. Like fades out your music. And yeah. then, you know, it, you, you can tell because usually happens when you see that Apple arcade screen. <laughs> right. But you've got to, got to get that in there. Um, but you're right. This is a very nicely done version of this. It's pretty smart. It, as you say, introduces you to the game mechanics and the look and feel of it and stuff. So, you know, it, it is well done. Right. But still, you don't need headphones. And I think there is a little bit more of an emphasis on the audio because this is, it sort of is like a story, like an audio book where yeah. it tells you, it like narrates a little bit of it. I think you might have issues, Edwin, with the length of how much exposition there is between uh, levels and actual puzzles. You know, Sam, you know me so well after two years. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you could since you recall this episode on your own. <laughs> you don't even need me here. I'll just make an Edwin voice. Yeah. Yes, the chapters are, well, they're not, you know what, they're not too long. Mm. I, I read a few of them, um, where you get to hear the tedious minutia of people's lives um, <laughs> before you get to the puzzle. Um, it's okay. Right. You can scroll past it pretty quick. Especially because it does give you the option to scroll past it um, without having to really listen to all of it. Uh, but then when the level starts, I think the first level, what was the item that you're trying to fix? Oh, no, the first level was unpacking uh, your bag. Right. When you arrived at the town of Bellariva. Bellariva. Where do you think in the world it is? I think it is like south of Spain. Hmm. Yet everyone speaks English. 
Well, I think that was just like the assumed language. Or, mm. Oh, I see. Right. Because Bella Riva sounds either, it could be Italian. Maybe it's like in the Italian coast. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, yes. But yeah. 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 Okay. Right. I can believe that. She does have more of an American accent, which can, which can signify that we're tapping into her mind. Right. Uh, and everyone else has a British accent, which can mean that they're speaking in a foreign language, much like Gladiator. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> default, default foreign accent, British. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and she here immediately, I have to tell you, here's another Edwin hot take. I was like, oh, this game is going to totally remind him of Florence. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yes, there are Florence overtones to it, but I'm going to say the actual games were better. Right. Or at least, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> For me, the games were more enjoyable than just brushing my teeth. Uh, and I think the first puzzle, the first actual real puzzle that you get into is a little tape deck. Um, there's something wrong with the tape deck. Uh, you know, the tape is all strung out. And there's something wrong that you can't really play, right? And so you have to figure out, oh, you got to swap out the batteries uh, by unscrewing the little flap. And then you have to wind up the tape with a pencil. That's that's a, like a direct stab right at millennials, I feel. Yeah, that's just, that was trying too hard. Like, I get it, it's cute. You know, you have that that tweet meme going around where like, Hey kids who were born in 1990, what do these two things have in common? A cassette tape and a biro. Like, oh, look at me. I was born at a certain age and I know things that you don't, but okay. But yes, it's cute. Yeah. But it's that bug, bugged me as well. <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> I'm surprised how many, I mean, I'm sure it wouldn't really stump people who play this. I would want to try it on like someone who's actually young. That's interesting. Yeah, right. We should do some market research on young people. But it is really tugging at the millennial heartstrings once again of like, you know, you're fixing this cassette tape. You're playing it. Even the cassette tape looks like an old school 80s cassette tape, which is very nicely rendered, right? Oh, it is beautiful. Yeah, I mean, everything, we should say everything is from the 870s and 80s. Right. Well, maybe 80s, 90s. I also feel like this entire game was sort of set in the 80s or 90s. Yeah, that would make sense. Right. I mean... I think it's also an interesting commentary on repairability. Mm. Like, I fix it the game. You know, if, if this was set in 2019, it'd be like, oh, go to the, app, go to the Genius Bar. Go to done. the Genius Bar, right. Which is just, I'll just buy a new one. I'll just or throw just it away. Throw it buy, away. A new, buy a new one. Like, that, is, that would be the game. Yeah, which is kind of sad. Yeah. <sighs> it is a reflection of our current society, yes. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was thinking, like, what actually could you repair in this modern age? Well, people do still do repair their iPhones and Nintendo Switches. The only thing that's bad about it is really voids the warranty. Yeah. And any sort of support that those companies will provide you afterwards, right? Which is a, a shame. They should do like PC builder. Hey, mm. building a gaming PC. I build my game. PC gaming, my yeah. PC game tower. Yeah, well, that's a game waiting, waiting to be made. <laughs> Which way round does the RAM go in? <laughs> Who knows? Anyway. Should we talk more about the gameplay? Yeah, or? let's talk a little bit about the gameplay. I think the art style is definitely a little bit more unique. Um, it is 3D, but it's a little bit more of a stylized 3D. Yeah, the graphics were great. Yeah, looking. so if you ever think of, you know, like, again, it's like if you ever think of 80s artworks or like 80s posters where things are kind of in like a pastel uh, crayon or, you know, like a pastel, what do you call it? Um, not really a cray, like, a, you know, it's a pastel chalk, almost like a chalk, but not a chalk. It's mm. a pastel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. I understand what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Is, that is a type of art Medium, material. Yes. Right. Um, 
it almost feels like the texture on them was done with that, but then it has like this 80s shifting of colors where there are blocks on the textures where it kind of differs in shit. And it looks really nice. It has uh, something that I haven't really seen in other games before, but it's just another take on a sort of cute, simplified style that really works. Like there's enough detail in there for you to get into the nuances of like all these little intricate devices. Mm. But at the same time, it's simplified enough to it's very artistic. Um, and so, yeah, and all of these items, uh, you kind of know what their counterparts are, right? Like there's a camera that looks either like a Nikon or a Fuji camera yeah, or a Pentax, which was popular in the eighties. You mean a Lenax? <laughs> right. It's definitely a Pentax. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, there's like uh, a record player that looks really nice. Um, get that far. <laughs> and there's uh, your Game Boy. I mean, your Donkey Kong right. LCD game. Yep. It's like a Game Boy thing. That's pretty so, cute. Yeah. Um, lots of really rotary n- telephone. Right. Which is also makes me believe that this was set in the eighties. Uh, and like, you know, these are all like expertly crafted. They all look like they belong in the same universe. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah. And it's really cool that you can sort of see in them, open them up and some of them, you can actually interact with them and it does like little special things. So how do the puzzles work? So uh, usually your puzzle comes to you. Uh, through the exposition yep there's some description of it that. <laughs> and then you sort of try to turn it on normally like you try to use it and you turn it on and you see like what's not working if you know like for the for the game boy thing like the sound isn't working and the screen isn't turning on so you try to find out what's wrong with it uh, and so you open it up in the back you see the wiring you take it out um, and you see like little components that are left next to you that you need to replace them with which i thought made it a little too easy. Yeah. Like that was a part that I thought was like a little too easy. So you kind of know exactly what to do. Yeah. I think this is kind of where maybe some of the illusion breaks down. Like you're supposed to be this skilled antiques restorer. Yeah. These are pretty dumb puzzles. <laughs> you're like, right. These people couldn't figure this out themselves. Uh, the but, puzzles yeah. did feel a little bit too easy. Um, right. And ultimately, you know, you fix 12 of these things. And throughout that process, you get a little glimpse of, I guess, like two parallel stories that are happening in the background. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's uh, that's the game in a nutshell. I did get stuck on, well, let's reveal how far we got. I got mm. up to chapter eight, mm. momentary, oh. where you fix the watch, mm. um, which I fixed, yet I have two screws remaining and I have no idea where they go. So, oh, interesting. Which I guess is fairly true to life when you try and repair your own things. Yeah. <laughs> You're left with this sort of one piece like, hang on a second. This seems to work okay, yet there's two things that were in it to begin with and now that are not there, what happened to that? Um, I see. So that got, yeah, I was like, well, I've rebuilt it twice, looking for all the tiny holes <laughs> I could find, but really, I have no idea where these remaining two screws are supposed to go. And you weren't listening while you were playing, right? Correct. Okay, so... There are parts in the game where like if you're stuck and it's not working, there's a voice that comes in and says stuff like, this seems to be working. Maybe I should check the blah, blah, blah. Mm, right? Oh, it is best with headphones. After all, they got me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it'll, it'll like give you little glimpses of like, you know, like when you're fixing a projector, it's like the light's shining, but it should really be shining this way. You know, if you'd have mm, it set wrong. Right. Um, so maybe that's what you miss. Maybe that's what... Uh, that's true. That's what the phrase just be at the beginning get hints by using headphones. Mm. <laughs> How far do you get? I bet you finished it. I finished it nice. twice. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. 
Wait, did you play it on hard mode? There is no hard mode. Okay. But it was it was a game that was very easy to finish it twice because there are 12 set levels. And you're good at fixing things. I'm good at fixing things. Uh, you got a dad power. I do. I have. I was actually like trying to use my actual set of screws <laughs> and little screwdrivers on It'd it. It'd be a good like VR slash AR game. There are games like this. Mm. Yeah, like there's a like a car fix it simulator for VR. Actually, it's called Job Simulator, which wow, it's amazing. Bit on the nose, but okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, like I finished it twice. I thought it was delightful. Uh, there is a hard sort of end to the game, mm-hmm. right? Yep. There's, and I actually kind of forced myself to play it again because I just wanted to experience it again. But the second time through, it was like really quick because I knew exactly what to do. Uh, and after it, like... You knew where to put all the screws in the watch? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, honestly, I'm baffled by it. Um, yeah, but... And there's really no reason for you to go back to it which right. I think is yeah. kind of a shame. But I think that's kind of actually one of the good things about Apple Arcade is that, you know, as mm. developers, hey, you know, you can, perhaps you're freed of the shackles of like, oh, we've got to make this big replayable game that people will pay money for. Whereas here with Apple Arcade, you know, they've... It's an experience. The, the finance yeah. options kind of, or the financing of it is kind of taken out of the consumer's hands. And so there's no, there's no longer like, oh, was it worth it? So, oh, hey, uh, this was 35 minutes of fun. I can go download another game from Apple Arcade right. next time. So I kind of like that like, Apple Arcade is kind of enabling these kind of experiences to be made. Totally. And I really appreciate that. And, you know, I think it also appreciates on like, you know, the, the concept of apps that sort of spark joy, right? <laughs> you enjoy it and it allows you to delete it, right? There's no lingering thing for you to like keep it on your phone. Yeah. And I kind of find that super refreshing is that it's available on Apple Arcade. You can get it anytime you want to experience again, but you're done with it. This was a clean experience. You got what you got from it. Yep. Like a, it's like a mini series on HBO. Totally. One and done. You know, like, oh, they, boy, they're going to drag this out. They don't have to leave it on a cliffhanger and right. drag it out for season two. One season done. Yeah. Sam, let's get to the three by threes. Three by threes. Three, three things, things good, good and three things that displease. If you like story driven games with narratives. Uh, <laughs> with, you know, I do. <laughs> with a game element that actually can carry it forward. Uh, you like this game, unless you're you're sec- you're like sensitive to heavy-handed storytelling, like Edwin is. <laughs> I think, by and large, most people will find this game delightful if you're into that. And even if you are like me, you can kind of skip past all the story and just get to the to the puzzles, which mm-hmm. I found were pretty fun. I, for the most part, the graphics were slick; they looked great. The interactions were quite delightful. Like I think they did a really good job of like the the screwdriver, for example. Right. Like sometimes that, like a, a a circular motion on a touchscreen is often pretty hard to do. Yeah. So here they got away with it by instead just having the screwdriver be like a left and right for screw and unscrew. You kind of pans to the side. So you're not like top down and trying to spin with your hands. Yeah. Uh, so that worked pretty well. So yeah, I think that aspect was really well done where there was enough guiding. Uh, so you didn't have any problems with the controls, but not enough guiding where you still felt like you were doing something. Yeah. Which is a hard line to, it's to very hard. Draw. Yeah, to thread. Hard, hard needle to thread. Hard screw to unlock. Yes, unscrew. <laughs> this is. I mean, I did make a note. This is like I fix it the game, which I think is probably a good thing. Yeah, you know, um, makes you think about repairability, environmentally friendly. You know, don't you can fix the things that have thrown them away. Sadly, in our current society, that is less true. It's difficult to do. I mean, I remember when yeah. I was a kid, I used to take apart 
Walkmans and tape decks and yeah, walk persons. I used to take apart a lot of stuff and sort of put it back together. I wouldn't necessarily try to fix it or anything, but I would open it, look at it. Yeah. And then put it back together and then it'd break. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You didn't need a a 10 pointed torsion screwdriver to with a special nib or a key bit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, if you're into 3d puzzles that have, uh, you know, a good tactile feedback. I think this was really good about incorporating sound and, you know, gestures where like, if you snap something back on, there's like a slight haptic, like, Mm -hmm. and a little, uh, thwomp sound that was very satisfying. Like those little details really made it delightful to sort of take apart these devices and put it back together. Yeah. And that's it for me on good points. (laughs) For me, uh, the last point, the last good point is that this game is short and sweet. And, you know, I, I really like that. It's mindful of my time, but at the same time, there was a really good narrative that I enjoyed and the puzzles, you know, there was like a progression to them. Like it told a story. There was a reason why you were fixing these things. It gave me motivation to actually like see it through Yeah, and nice and sweet ending. Great. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Apple Arcade, for enabling like a slightly different um, market forces. So, because I think uh, this game probably wouldn't exist just in the App Store as it was previously. It probably, I mean, it because, probably would, but it would be like one ninety nine or something like that. And I think, I think it would have done okay. Yeah. On to the bad points. Hmm. Oh, hello. Hi. Um, I mean, do you know what? This was actually a pretty fine game. My main complaint is once again. Games made for mobile devices seem to think that you can play them in set periods of time and that like you need to get to a save point and you have that choice and like you life doesn't get in the way and you suddenly have to put in your pocket and get off the subway. Because this game, like many others, does not remember your position. It remembers the chapter you're on, but will not remember how far you got repairing your item. So Oh, I see. Back you go. Back you go. You may have almost got that watch complete. Two left two screws left. You don't know where they go. But you get it off the train. Come back to it later. Oh, all right. You're back at the beginning of chapter eight. Oh, that's a shame. Which I was a little frustrated at. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, you have Game Center, as it loves to tell you, um, which is supposed to sync, or at least one of the features, as I understand it, of Game Center is that right. it can sync your progress across devices, but then, well, sync my progress. Yeah. With, with enough engineering, I think it could be done, but like, I think it'd be hard to determine like which parts you've put in, all those variables, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. It, when starting you off from the beginning is a bad experience. Um, I did not encounter that because I mostly... You just crushed it in a single I go. crushed through it. Uh, but yeah, like, if you're looking for a longer lasting puzzle game with more of these elements, you're only getting 12 and that's it. To me, it wasn't a problem, but I can see if you have a problem with that kind of stuff, then um, you might have issues with this game. My second bad point is that the puzzles aren't that difficult. Yeah. Um, and if you do get stuck for me, I was able to sort of like fumble my way through. Try everything with everything. Right. Uh, and that usually seemed to be the case, but yeah, overall, like all the puzzles seem to be pretty straightforward. What do you think the most difficult puzzle was for you? Cause they do, it feels like they do ramp up in difficulty. Yeah. There is a uh, one with the, uh, there's like a little jewelry box where there was multiple cogs and you had to first remember where the cogs were so that you can place them back correctly. Screenshot in the right place. (laughs) Uh, And then there's like a hidden element that you needed to find. 
mm-hmm. in that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I see. Yeah. I think in addition to like the puzzles being simple, it kind of also breaks down the narrative of the game that, hey, these people need your help mm. because they're pretty stupid if they can't fix them themselves. <laughs> like, really. They're busy people. Well, of course, you know, uh, they have more more money than time, but uh, I kind of felt like, why am I doing this for them? Like, really, they can do this themselves. Right. If you think about it in a narrative sense. But. One little one little thing that kind of bothered me throughout this entire game, there was never mention of Maria getting paid for right. any of her services. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Only mention of that was in the beginning when the kid tried to pay her with oh, candy and, and buttons. You're right. And nothing else after that. And mm. everyone else seemed to just take it for granted that, oh, she's a fix it. She's just fixed this for free. And that's the notion that I got. You know, I kind of got like points. designer yeah. PTSD of like, oh yeah, just design this, yeah. right? Just, <laughs> right. You're, you're a good drawer. Why don't you just draw this for me really quick in an hour? Yep. If you've got skills, charge for them. Right. I mean, that's a good message for the world. Sam, what is your final seven day rating? Uh, my final seven day rating is four days. Mm, right. This is perhaps an occasion where our rating system falls down. I think our rating system is totally fine. Okay. okay. If you're expecting a longer game that'll reach you seven days, this is not the game for you. You need to, but in those four days, right. you can completely experience this game from start to beginning. Uh, you can tra- try and stretch that out by playing like one level per day, but you're not going to do it because... Well, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah. So but it yeah. was a four day, four out of seven, but those were four enjoyable days. Four enjoyable days of me playing the game twice. Nice. Um, I am, well, I'm also going to give it a four, but I... You should have no bias towards this. You should give it a four if you want to. Well, I, yeah. Okay, great. I did. Um, which is, the puzzles are kind of fun. Well, that's all I've got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is a very nicely made game we have established this many times that these kind of games kind of bounce off me um edwin why do you hate feelings uh, i like feelings i just don't like being fed feelings yeah just there's something clumsy about the whole narration that Mm. makes you i feel like i'm being forced fed nostalgia yeah you know um which nostalgia is a powerful powerful emotion but I don't need it spoon fed to me. Thank you. Mm. Sam, you chose that. Well, that means it now falls to me to choose another game. Let's have a look because Sam, you are, you're a quite lucky boy. <laughs> I'm already scared. Why am I scared? Sam, you have seven days to play Captain Tsubasa Zero. It's a new Captain Tsubasa game. The latest TV anime Captain Tsubasa launched in the smartphone game. Oh, interesting. Didn't have I ever told you about Captain Tsubasa? Nope. I've never heard of this person in my life. I might have mentioned it in our previous show. Ooh, okay. Um, so Captain Tsubasa is like one of those uh, Japanese manga. And I think eventually turned into an anime. Uh, and it's very dramatic soccer. So, <laughs> that, In fact, that's a tagline here. Captain Tsubasa <laughs> Zero, very dramatic soccer. <laughs> if you think of, uh, I don't know if you've ever watched Dragon Ball. I'm vaguely familiar with it. So there are like long expositions of people doing like power moves. You know, they're getting prepared for it. Mm-hmm. And it's like one episode of them like prepping like, hey, I'm going to do this power move. Right. It's essentially that with soccer. <laughs> right? the, you're one half of the episode can be uh, a player dribbling the ball down the down the pitch. And all of a sudden someone would do a slide tackle and it'd be like he did the new slide tackle. You know, it's like, how could he? 
he came from nowhere. Like, how did I not see him? You know, and it'd be a very dramatic anime. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it, I played the original NES game, which is awesome. Uh, we'll see how this holds up against it. Hmm. Before we go, Sam, things of the week. Sam, what do you hat? What do you, what do you hat? What do you, what do I hat? That's the, of course, between have and got. <laughs> Edwin. Hello. For Christmas, I received a pair of Apple AirPod Pro. AirPods Pro. AirPods Pro. AirPod, AirPod Pros. AirPod Pros. Airs Pod Pro. AirPod XS Pro. Yeah. Um, they're the new... Ear, are confusing. They're the new wireless air, earbuds from Apple that has noise-canceling capabilities mm. uh, with a slightly fatter case. Um, I like them. Yeah. Yeah. There's still, I have some minor issues with taking them out of the case. Oh, interesting. Okay. They're a lot more fumbly to take out of the case. And mm. they're also a lot more fumbly to put into the case because the holes don't look like how you should fit the AirPods back in. Uh, okay. Cause this time around they do have some sort of silicone tips right. so you can get like a perfect seal so it can do the noise cancellation. Yeah. But other than that, they work great. Um, how's the, um, transparency mode it's cool yeah it's very cool you squeeze it you kind of like squeeze it and hold squeeze it your stalk and it has a nice indicative sound of like going like bluling and then it, you can then hear everything outside of your ears <laughs> which is actually a really good feature yeah like to be able to instantly or instantly but like be able to quickly f- switch between transparency and not or turning on and off the um yeah the noise cancelling yeah that's actually that's, really smart yeah and it's there's a difference between the noise cancelling off and transparency on Mm. So there are actually three modes that you can set it to. Right. Because actually, when you think about it, if you have noise, if you have like a seal in your ear, that is still dampening the sound. Dampening yep. the sound. So transparency lets some of the sound through. Right. It actually processes the sound in. Oh, it is very clever. There's some clever stuff happening. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Uh, but yeah, I like it so far. Um, they are expensive. They're like oh, expensive. 220, right? Yeah. Uh, I guess that's what the normal noise canceling headphones are going these days though. Noise canceling earbuds. Yeah. They did their research. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I'm, we'll see. We'll see. Hmm. I'm not sure I'm quite in the market for headphones. Right. I mean, you still have a pair that work. Yeah. Um, This is one of the reasons why I got it as a Christmas present. Right. Right. Because I didn't. Things you don't need really coming (laughs) against you. (laughs) Yeah. Actively go buy it. Um, (laughs) It's Christmas. Here's things that you don't really need. Oh, lovely. Thank you. Okay, my thing of the week is a newsletter called Tiny Spells. Mm, is this about magic? Is this about muggles? Uh, is magic in its UI theme, but is it really about people getting dizzy? <laughs> wouldn't that be great? <laughs> no, it is a daily newsletter or a daily email that gets sent out with just sort of like three little tips or uh, ideas just to think about and like help your emotional well being or. Mm just to make you kind of be a little bit more considerate or just think about your own mental health. This is an email newsletter. This is an email. Yes. Okay. There's one yesterday. I shall read you a couple. There's a whole, you know, the whole spiel about it, but there's like three things you can, you can do today. Um, number one, just look for something beautiful. Hmm. Pay attention. Already to, looking at it. Well, thank you. Pay attention to the world around you in all its quirks and its weirdness and try to find some pieces of it that are beautiful. Hmm. Do make your bed today. Wait, so you didn't like the exposition. <laughs> no, I knew this was coming. <laughs> and assemble with care, 
But you're not rolling your eyes at an email like this? <laughs> well, I'm a complicated human being. What can I say? <laughs> Number two, make your bed today. Do it first thing in the morning. Don't leave the house without getting it done. Check. Number three, tell somebody they're crushing it. Tell them they're doing a great job and you appreciate it. There's something quite wonderful about the kindness of a sincere compliment. And then there's also a little prompt for if you're doing journaling. Um, yeah, there's a little prompt, which you can do as well. Oh, How do you really want to feel? Anyway, so there you go. That's something I've been enjoying. Hmm. It comes out, I think it's sent from Australia, so it comes in a strange time. But it is, yeah. Let me sign up for us. Tiny Spells, link in show notes. I might want to sign up for it. Yeah, because, you know, I have a thousand emails anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> right. But this was a nice one. It's a quick one. You don't need to reply. It doesn't require action straight away. Great. Does it have ads? No. Oh, how did they make money? Well, I guess that comes later. <laughs> Maybe when it's a book, they can sell to their audience. And that's our show. Sam, you have seven days to play. Captain Tsubasa Zero, Miracle Shot. Mm. Looking forward to it. Very dramatic soccer. Join us and play with us. And if you ever want to mention anything to us or any other game suggestions, tweet us at 7 Days to Play. And we'll see you next week. 7 Days to Play. 7 Days to Play. Seven days to play.